Brahma prayed to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Churika, who was taking everything away from Bali Maharaj. And he requested that Bali Maharaj be released and that he suffered enough, he was punished enough. In this verse, Lord uh, Krishna explains why. And sometimes, because of so much material happiness, people become foolish, they become dull-witted, mad, defiant against Krishna. So because of their defiance, to humble them, to bring them back in the right path, He takes everything away from them. In the book Vrindavani Bhajan, which I wrote a commentary on, it's a poem by Srila Prabhupada about his stay in Vrindavan. There he says that Krishna also took everything away from him. And then he realized when you have material wealth, your wife, your family, everyone tends to like you a little more if you spend a lot of money on everybody. But when the going gets tough, and some people get going, you know, they don't like you anymore. So, maybe not everyone's the same, but uh, in a mature relationship, <coughs> money is the honey. So when <coughs> Prabhupada lost his uh, his income source, he wasn't making money anymore. Everyone started to mistreat him, neglect him, not take him seriously, criticize, so many difficulties. So then he took shelter in Vrindavan and they didn't realize that this is uh, the mercy of the Lord. And it was time for him, when he was getting older, time for him to get into the renounced position. Then he went on and explained all his experience of God. First, of how he got to Vrindavan. He lost everything, so he took shelter of Krishna and Vrindavan. This what we do, we get the what, what goes around comes around. And what, what we do, we have to pay the karmas for that. Prabhupada said during the Vietnam War that because so much animal slaughter was going on in the United States, it was caused uh, the, the soldiers to know that many people lay down their life. Just reading 
Again, I just on the way here, there was some truck that was carrying non-veg things. I was also just sort of thinking of that, how it's so the American people are nice people, but then unfortunately there's so many of them leaving me and it's creating some bad karmas for the American country and so many young people get killed in wars and so many violent accidents and different things. But how it would be good if somehow we could encourage people to be vegetarian. See there's big signs with pictures of man of freshly cooked meat and offering to come in and enjoy. And people very much uh, habituated to, to this kind of a diet and realize that it's not necessary. So all these things happen when people have some money, they have some opulence. And they become very proud. They don't care what anybody says for them. So Krishna sometimes takes away because that this is a special favor. Take away all his possessions. So Bali Maharaj was the king of the three worlds. The visible universe we see in the sky. He was the king of all those millions of planets. Trillions of us. <coughs> He lost everything in the three steps. But of course, Krishna gave him something in return, much better. Because uh, he got Krishna to be his protector. He got his own planet to lord over. This planet was made opulent just like a heavenly planet. And it's told that after a few Manvantaras, he would become the legitimate Indra. Well, he took it by force throughout the appointed Indra was Established there by Krishna system. So he got removed by a worker by cook. But then in the, in the future, because of his uh, sacrifice, because of his good attitude, his devotion, now he's in the lineup to be uh, a future Indra. Anybody here from Kerala? The Keralites 
Somehow, for some reason, they believe they have a connection with Bali Maharaj. That he was their king. And every year, maybe this time, I'm not sure which time of the year, you know, every year, they have a festival called Onam. And that festival is uh, celebrating that Bali Maharaj is allowed to return to the earth once a year to see his old subjects and give them some charity and blessings and whatnot. So that time they, and this is in this one state in India, they celebrate big festivals, feasting, cultures, and so many, it's like Christmas for them. For the, for the Hindus. But even the non Hindus observe. There's no excuse to have a festival. <laughs> <laughs> they have boat races, elephant races, they have all kinds of things. It's the traditional annual festival of Kerala. But it's connected with the Valima, it's kind of interesting, probably most people don't know that. He's coming back once a year. Checking everybody out. Holy Maharaj was a good king. He was very popular. <coughs> Grandson of Prabhat. But he got really proud that Krishna took away everything and gave him back. Some special mercy and the future will give him what he wanted. Then our and so this is really important because Robert says how the civilization has become godless because of material advancement and opulence and how it's extremely dangerous. Even in India, which is supposed to be the land of Dharma and the big cities, in the country it's still pretty religious, but in the big cities there's a lot of entertaining the West. You'll be very hard pressed to see anybody wearing dhobis. You can see thousands of blue jeans. It's well, that's not a big bad thing, but I mean, you read articles how uh, there's a lot of decadence amongst the uh, new rich people, the young people. It used to be that the Rajasthani businessmen were vegetarians, while well, most of them, a lot of them are eating non veg to next the young generation. So it's a modern way, maybe modern. There's a lot of uh, this opulence can turn people away. And the tradition in India was amongst the Vaishyas, so they would be opulent, but they would do devotional service, they would be very charitable. So there's a lot of preaching. The Brahmanas have to remind 
where rich grihastas that they should continue to do devotional service. Otherwise they'll lose everything. They may get the special favor and lose everything. I don't think anybody wants that. Whatever we have actually belongs to Krishna, so we should give something to Krishna, even then. This material world is so complicated that unexpected things happen. <coughs> Coming out here, some places there, there used to be forests, there's no forest there, it's like a plane. And then Bhagavad Jagannath, this is a, no, police <coughs> arena. Last time I came here, last year, right, right after the Katrina's, and we did the golf court, blue to here, everything, for hundreds of meters back. Everything was just finished. Probably building back now. I saw a big sign that said the casino open again. What's the keyword? What's the keyword? Sometimes Krishna says this is his special favor, but sometimes he says it's not his topmost mercy. The topmost mercy is when somebody has all kinds of opulence, but they don't get mad or they don't get bewildered. They use everything for Krishna's service appropriately, like Pritu Maharaj, Amrish Maharaj, Yudhisthira Maharaj, and so many others. So that's, uh, that's even bigger mercy. They don't have to lose everything. Although sometimes even, uh, even then the loss is there. In the Pandava's case, not in Pichamaraji's or Amrish, but in the Pandava's case, um, there were useless examples of how sometimes even devotees are put in difficulty and they never lose their faith in Krishna. There's a um, When I, I went to Bhakti Tirtamaraj, I asked me to go to West Africa, so I went to 
West Africa and his request had a Pushpa Samadhi established in the, the groundbreaking for it, at least in the Accra Ghana in the Ratyatra. So I went there. And the first day they had a program which was interfaith. What are the social ills and what are the solutions? And asking the Hare Krishnas, the Roman Catholic Archbishop was there, some Muslim was there, a Baha'i was there, and a different Baha'is are from Iran, different religions. And uh, but there wasn't so much. I mean, I was saying we should all unite together and chant the names of God. That'll bring her about this change of heart. The sacrifice of chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. means of God, they would create an internal change, a transformation, a purification. Of course, what happens in this interfaith program, everybody tends to just, rather than really, everyone just states their own positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Roman or the Roman Catholic goes. <clears throat> Saying the standard Christian formula, so everybody. But the Muslim, this particular Muslim, he was pretty open minded. He was appreciated. A lot of things. Unfortunately, they had to speak first. I would rather spoke at the end, but then because uh, because you know, I, I, this is Bhakti Tirtamaraj's speciality, all these interfaith and special public events. That was his really he liked those things. <clears throat> I mainly preached and talked to the devotees. So it was a kind of I don't know really what to say. I probably give my standard <coughs> solution that we can do and. But at the end, because uh, there wasn't really so much, uh, there was a mutual respect, I would say, but not uh, everything that stated their positions. We had one uh, such uh, interfaith in Atlanta, and everybody spoke for like five minutes without a dialogue. So that was more interesting, we had more dialogue. Here, was like, everybody got 15 minutes, say your piece, and that's it. But at the end, question and answer. So it was like everybody just had, had their prepared piece. And, <clears throat> but uh, and then at the end, because uh, there was something that somebody said which uh, misrepresented us a little bit. 
Like, this is misunderstood. So when I ask, someone asks me a question, I ask, uh, Hare Chandra Maharaj to answer the question. And then, uh, so he closed up the holes. But then one lady was asking, I want to know, I mean, I hear everybody speak, it's very nice, these are all the social problems we have, we have, you know, prostitution, drugs, AIDS, we have all the thefts, criminality, we have uh, public uh, government people who are, what do you call it, dishonest, uh, corruption, said all of the various things which are problems of the society in that area of the world. <clears throat> but what is actually the purpose of life? She wanted to know. <coughs> so, this is the thing that's kind of missing, is that people, the Christians said, well, <coughs> you die, and you go underground, and you stay there in kind of a suspended animation, in your bugs, everything is decays. And after millions of years, then there's the final judgment. They blow the horn, and you come out of the grave, and you reincarnate. You get your blood and your muscles, everything back on the bones. And then you get sent, because you are the body, right? And you get sent to heaven and hell. And it's like, it's the one part of the Christian theology which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> Loving God, serving, that's all makes a lot of sense. But this thing about being a bones and then coming back and getting the flesh coming back on you, that doesn't really make too much sense. I tend to believe in reincarnation. I would say I firmly believe in it. And that, uh, so there's a lot of uh, Opportunity though, it was to have more dialogue. And I heard that in Phoenix they had a whole group of different religious leaders come to the Jamastama just to see what it's like and appreciate it. Maybe we have to somehow think how to get the theists to appreciate some of the more essential basic functions, the basic things in religion that we should respect Krishna, we should respect God. And material opulence uh, is how it's the dangerous for us to get back to Godhead if we don't we don't have the proper attitude that it's all Krishna's, all God's gift to us. Bali got because he was a, a devotee. So he got some special favor by taking away his possessions. 
bring things back into a reality check. <coughs> this is really what's everything about. Maybe a lot of people don't have that wisdom that even if they lost everything, they will realize that there's a higher purpose. People, they don't really know what is the purpose of life. <clears throat> Contemporary religions, I don't know to what extent they can provide that information. So, not that it's not there to understand in their scriptures, but they just don't understand their own scriptures. <clears throat> so here the Supreme Personality God is personally telling Brahma, don't worry, I gave him a hard time, but it's, it's a special favor. Because he was defying my authority and he was too opulent. So first I take away his uh, possessions and then... Becomes a human being, born in some aristocratic family, is youthful, personal beauty, good education, wealth, and he's not proud of his appearances. And he's especially favored. So this is kind of an ordinary favor. Take away everything. A special favor. If a person has all nice opulent situation, doesn't become puffed up about. The opulence is never disturbed a period of one. So these things will be discussed in the future. It's really good topics. How devotees. It's like Kudri Vidyanidhi, he was a pure devotee of the Lord. He was born in a very aristocratic family. His parents were lords. They had huge tracts of land. They had all kinds of opulence. Given by the king. So they were, he was born in that, but he became, when he was a pure devotee, he was actually descended from the spiritual world for which he did his pastime. But anyway, he came into this world, into this rich material family. And uh, when he met Devadha, uh, uh, who came with Mukunda Dacha to meet him, from the doctor's mind, it was this devotee from the why don't you come and see him? And all the devotee, okay, why not? I would like to see a few words coming. But he went, and the Pundari Vigilidhi had all this opulent, he was very rich, traveled around in a palanquin, that's probably the equivalent of a Rolls Royce today. Four guys carrying around, <laughs> a thousand kilometers. <laughs> Four horsepower, four manpower. <laughs> Not so many people can afford that even today. You know? Most people going through the airport. You know? <laughs> you see it go out, of course, with the devotees pushing on a wheelchair. <laughs> It's a little different, that's when my legs are broken. So. <laughs> Getting too old. 
So he goes into this house of Gundarik and it's like got big tapestries in the wall, it's got golden candelabras, uh, deepas, it's, uh, the house is kind of just sitting on a silken cushion with big pillows and two servants are putting scented oils in his hair from each side, two others are fanning him. So it's, it's like, an honest, where have I come to? <laughs> This is not like the normal, humble Vaishnava situation. It's all like materially very opulent. So what's, what am I doing here? And he started doubting like that. <coughs> Mukunda was his old acquaintance, his friend, so he was discussing the news about things from Chittagram. But, uh, then Mukunda was sensed that Gadadha was feeling sensitive or uneasy. So then Gadadha Prabhu, where the Mukunda Prabhu started to sing a pastime of Lord Krishna in Vrindavan, how as a child he was treated as a son by Putana the witch. but with the purpose of actually killing him. But because she treated him like his son, Krishna reciprocated and accepted her as one of his mothers. Because she tried to kill him, he killed her. He did both. And somewhere in Goa Vrindavan, Putana is now one of Krishna's mothers. It's because she said, Kuchi Kuchi sweet little baby, you're so nice. I love you, and so many wonderful. So But that's, you know, she's the number one child abuser, serial killer. <laughs> As we recall it today, I mean. But because, you know, it's pretty far out, and if such a person shows a little affection and you're promoted in the spiritual world, you would think she should burn in hell forever. But because she's directly related with the Lord, she showed some affection. He gave her that mercy. The Pundit said, I'm such a rotten devotee. You know, I'm Lord and Pushan, I don't even have, I can't even show Krishna any affection, and this and that again. Like, Krishna is so merciful and just started giving so, feeling so much appreciation for Krishna, so much separation. That he started to go into some special bhava where he was ripping his clothes, pulling his hair, rolling in the ground, knocking over. His servants are running here and there while the cushions are catching on fire because he knocked over the lamps. And he's just like, Krishna, Krishna! The Raja is looking. He never saw anybody go through so much ecstatic symptom other than Lord Chaitanya. He was like wild, and obviously he wasn't attached to all these material things. Because they were they were all getting ripped up and spoiled. I had, a, I had an auntie once. Every time I visited her in Detroit, her, her husband was the one who sold all the chrome to the to the, to the uh, automobile industry. So he was a very wealthy person. She had all this expensive furniture. 
And uh, I was a six-year-old wild kid, you know, little, she'd cover up all her furniture with white sheets, <laughs> told me I had to sit on the floor, you know. <laughs> Couldn't do anything because you can't uh, spill something on their expensive imported furniture. So it was very attached to the furniture. You say, here, Puerto Rican has all the expensive furniture. Somebody wiped out. So it wasn't attached. So Gadana said, wow, I believe this is right him. I thought he was a materialist, but he was like, there's so much in love with Krishna. He has so much opulence, but he's not attached to it. What he's really attached to is Krishna. One thing by being a rich person is you can be aloof from people. Right? And there's celebrities, you know, we got all those security guards and you know, they don't like just go around and mix the songs. So they have their own circles and no time. So they're very aloof from the normal people. That, if somebody's really absorbed in Krishna consciousness, that can also be useful. Like people go away to some holy place, like Vrindavan, they're aloof. And rather could be chanting their jhana. So he used this aloofness to concentrate more on his uh, Krishna consciousness. It was a unique, a strange combination, but that was how he used it. He didn't have to get into so much Pajalpa with people and just cut his profile very, very opulent. So people just kind of stayed away out of respect. And meanwhile, he's been singing his japa, reading his shastra, meditating in Krishna. And it's just a show. So, that's. When Gadarapu, he thought that uh, he told. Mukunda doctor that I made this offense against the Kundarika divinity. What should I do? Maybe I take him as my guru because the guru always produced a disciple. If I commit an Abharat to a pure Vaishnava, then I'll be finished. So I think he would take him as my guru and then I'll be forgiven. So they asked what should tell me, it's a good idea. He personally organized the initiation ceremony. And Devata was initiated by Pundarik Vidyanini. Pundarik is Vrishabhadu Maharaj from Krishna Lila, father of Radharani. And who is Devata? Radharani. So Chaitanya Lila is the guru of Radharani. <coughs> And here's someone who has all opulence and he's totally detached. He just, he had it, so he's using it. And somehow we have a Kundalini Dham in Bangladesh. 
Anybody sing from the grave down? Did they go far? I wanted to take the safari there last year, this year actually, but there was so much disturbance in Bangladesh and the land chicken down. We won't take any risks. <laughs> but um, someday I'll take it away. Beautiful place, the Radakun, Shamkun. As uh, beautiful deities, Sabada Krishna, Goranga, and Varshavana. Varshavana uh, Murari. Some guest houses. Small temple to Pundari Gudinini. And they did so much devotion for the Ganges that he would, would go there in the nighttime and see the Ganges. In the daytime, people go by the side of the Ganges to answer their nature call and would feel so offended that they were mistreating the Ganges like that and they would say, you know, it too much fun. So they went when nobody was around and they were sleeping and his darshan, putting water in the Ganges on the table. Well, she said he gave the name Premanidhi. He showed so much love for Krishna. Somehow, this crowd has got the birthplace of Premanidhi as mm -hmm. our temple. It's kind of in the country, in my son, you It's out in the country. And, uh, about 300 meters from the yards, from Pundarik's birthplace, not his birthplace, is the ashram of Vasudeva Dutta. He took all the simple reactions from the offer to take them for everybody. And another little bit about the Godhead. And right opposite him, there's a 500 year old original temple of Mukunda Dutta. That's not ours, but now he just got bruised from Dal Vishnamarasa and they want to give it to us. Wow. Yeah. <coughs> I asked whether we should tear it down and build a new one. I said, let's keep the original one. Fix it up. How many 500 year old temples are there? Go to the Kirtan Hall in between the two. So 50,000 people come there January 22nd this year to the three-day festival. 5,000 the first day and then after that they have non-stop prasadam feeding, so it's almost like fun. Mm -hmm. Free food for life program. <laughs> it's very wonderful. Blessing we got. Here's, uh, here's one of the, these shoulders. 
Not getting the test. Using everything. So we have the different examples here. Bali. Got the mercy, got his things taken away, and he was given the mercy of Krishna. He was, he was a devotee, so that's special favor. Not exceptional favor, special. If Harani Kashyapu, he lost everything, but I don't think he learned too much from him. Because he was a demon. Demons, they don't learn. So easily. See, a lot of people lost their possessions in Katrina. <laughs> I wonder how many. Some people got angry at God, but then they should see that. It's actually because the purpose of life is to go back to the spiritual world. Sometimes the loose things in the material world helps us to realize that this material world is not a favorable place to remain. It's a dukkalaya. It's a place of suffering. How many people realize that, that the goal of life is to go back to Godhead? And how losing your things in the material world helps you to detach yourself and become more attached to God, more attached to Krishna. That's what the ideal situation is. The Bali Samara somehow because he is a grandson of great grandson of grandson grandson of Pallas. Uh, he got he got the mercy because he didn't realize this. He's the example of surrender. He's the mind Practices of devotional service or Atman Yudhaya. Surrendering yourself. Right? When people take initiation, they're doing Atman Yudhaya, so they're giving themselves to Krishna. Then. I'm dedicating my life to serving Krishna. And that's very special for some people in this world. I'm taking my Consciously surrender, decided to be a eternal servant of Krishna. And we hope that all our descendants will also take that commitment to be all the young people will also be decided to surrender to Krishna. It's a tough decision to make. But for somebody who is a, a devotee, they can see that that's actually the wisest decision you can possibly make. This material, Krishna may make a devotee opulent or he may keep a devotee simple. It's up to him. Olavesha Sridhar got love of Godhead from Lord Chaitanya, but he was very poor. So we can get the perfection of life 
Some people have the ability to make money and they do that and use it for, for Krishna. And some people, they, even they try to make money, they're not so successful at it. The truth is more than more people are making every money. And, uh, but everybody both. Normally it's difficult to get love for God if you have a lot of money, but that's also possible. And it's possible to get love for God. But people don't have money, all they think about is trying to get money. And if you're trying to be Krishna conscious, it's not so useful. But Polaricha uh, Sridhar, he did it even if he was put on the difficulties. He always chanted his Hare Krishna rounds, he always did his devotional service, followed the orders of the spiritual master. So this way he won over Krishna. Devotees are special. They just what they do is not ordinary. It's a sacrifice. And because they have this uh, special qualities, therefore Krishna likes them so much. He gives them so much mercy. Reciprocates with their sacrifice. This is very practical for people living in the material world because this is what we're doing. To remain focused on being Krishna conscious. Pradhanadas is another rich one. And the big Pani Happy Festival for Nityananda, where he became the most renounced also. And he took Sivir. The Rupan Sarat, when they were Prime Minister and Finance Minister, they gave so much charity to the Vaishnavas and Brahmanas that Navadip was able to flourish. Probably the biggest center of Vaishnav and, and Vedic learning. Flourish in the middle of Mahavaran rule. It's because of the abuse charity of Rupa and Sarata. Any questions, comments? Sometimes Mahad say, uh, not preaching work or whatever, in discussion of Christian consciousness, it's uh, difficult for the materialists to understand why God would take everything away from them when they, you know, they can't see the purpose of that. It seems like it's a negative thing for destruction and things like that to happen. It seems like they have a hard time understanding why God would do that. It's been a long time since I read the Bible. When I was 10 years old or something. But I think there's a lot of stories like that in the, in the Bible also. Like Noah taking all the, the ark and everything when he like he lost everything. And then there's with David. I forget, I can't remember her name, but there was somebody who. Joe. Who lost everything? Job. Job? 
And there was a story about uh, what is it? The, the, the city that burned and said you had to walk away without looking back. Solomon I don't remember all the stories, but I mean, there's a lot of stories with the same instruction. As I see a lot of people who are Christians, that we don't know, we don't really know how to apply it. It's the same instructions. This was some interfaith where somebody actually knows both the things that Gaur Chaitanya would preach to the Muslims from the Quran. So it's a way of preaching that someone can be answered with this. It's a way of being in Tucson that's going around preaching and giving lectures in churches. But uh, it's why this happens, why what lesson, is it because of karma, is it because of the mercy that we have to learn to be detached of hope. For someone who's trying to, at the end of life, you want to be able to walk away from everything and go back to Krishna. It's like some lady left $40 million in Atlanta to her cat. <laughs> it's just cat in the world. Mr. Garfield, too, who talks to us, got the same thing. Airplanes, Garfield, too. There was a British Garfield duplicate, it was the richest cat in the world. She was left so many hundreds of millions of dollars. Pounds. Anyway. But these things happen. People are doing And they're so grateful to their cat. And then what happens when they leave their body thinking of their cat? And when they become a cat in the next life, they're not in such a good situation. Like the richest cat in the world. Some Bhagavad in India. Some astrologers and one of the prime ministers of India took birth as a dog in Sweden. When he was a very rich man's dog, getting regular bed, scrubbing down, easy life, comfort, lots of fresh meat. Everything he wanted in life, he got there that he didn't need to be human being, lots of religion. It's not exactly what you expected, some big prime minister or some ruler of the people. What's our goal in life? What do we really want to be? What do we really want to achieve? If it doesn't have any spiritual purpose, you could be a queen ant. You have millions of ants bring their thing in for us. Have so many spud. I don't know how drone ants or anything. You can have, you know, maybe there's another purpose, another birth that suits what, what that person wants. Do they really want to be the queen of the ants? Do they want to be the queen bee? Or what? If we don't, as a human being, we have the rare opportunity to understand that we're born again and again, that we are uh, eternally related with Krishna. 
So to get back to Krishna, sometimes we may need a shock treatment, we may need some kind of experiences that give us a little more wisdom. What do we learn from what happens to us, or what do we just take it by human or some history? Take it in some way, or what did I do wrong, or what did I do in this life, previous life? The story about the rich man who, in seven, seven chapter Bhagavad Gita glory, so the Bhagavad Gita. He was very rich, but he didn't spend money on his family, it's the other extreme. Put all the money in my bitch, and then when we died, Yamaraj put him as the snake to protect his money and the bitch and the hole on the ground. She was so attached to your money, enjoying it. He didn't spend it, so he, he got money and used it for some good purpose. It's a pure good mention to build temples, and it's a good mention to help people with their passion to build some big monument or building some big skyscraper and call it the Your Name Towers. Because your ignorance is bored and casinos and partying. So this was a weird kind of ignorance. It didn't spend at all. I didn't even spend it, just buried it in the ground. But then somehow as a snake he got some realizations. Because he can remember his previous life. What did I blow it for? What did I, what did I use my money for? Building a temple? Why didn't I pay my children to be the bones? Most of the kids were just trying to figure out how to get the money. Why did dad bury it? Why did not help him? One time he still the money. Jumped up on the plane. Finally, had to read the seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita and offer all the benefit to his departed soul, and he was liberated from his snake curse. So that was, it was good for him to become a snake. He got all these realizations. Sometimes people just like a, sometimes you know what some good people leave. Maybe they've already learned what they have to learn it's time for them to go back and change our Krishna. We just have Matasakshi and Mayapur. She went to Mayapur with the MS and then it was a remission, it was not a remission, it was like in a just extreme kind of situation. She'd go and see the deities on her maps, but then she couldn't move anymore. She became very focused on Krishna. And he made the Holy Spirit the champion from it. Finally, then the. Uh, Vishma Panchak, 
chanting Hare Krishna devotees all around her. She didn't do it. The last Christmas place. We had a normal one. She had an untimely event. She had a wonderful person. I don't know why. There was not really wrong with Krishna conscious enough, but they got it very good. All these bodies have an expiry date. We don't know when the expiry date is. Some people make them up. Some people advance, they expire before the date. <laughs> it's a smoking or some other bad habits. Just like the Kuru's offended Draupadi that reduced their lifespan. He had a long expiring date, though, do you know? But he, he blew it by all the offenses he did against the Pandavas and Draupadi. They respect Draupadi, chase one, very important. Whenever we have to go, whenever it's our time, we should be ready to push our conscience. Long as we're here, do whatever we can. In service of Krishna. Any other comments or questions? Yes. Brother Ravi? In the Pana Parnad, it's like we can do all the service and chanting and go pilgrimage to all this, but if we don't have devotion, it's we don't get anything. You know, no, but how we get the devotion? Like to chant, to do service, to serve the devotees. How we get that love? I think you've already had it. No. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Usually we get devotion by associating with devotees. Devotees of the people that takes their personal touch, it's a contagious thing. You gotta associate with the devotee that understand. Of course, sometimes you read about people who get the books. That way, whether they're associated with say, or they're associated with Prabhupada, associated with Yaste. <clears throat> but mostly it's the uh, They have some associated with things connected to people. Books are the Bhagavad, person Bhagavad, book Bhagavad.
And there's some things that, like in the Bible, this is the whole chapter, I think, in the devotion impetuses for awakening love. Like some people do Jamastani, or they go to a holy place, things that are connected with Krishna that somehow awaken our love. I had no having relation with Krishna directly until I saw a devotee wearing tilak and it was like head and a big shot. That was it? That was it. <laughs> Just tilak? Just tilak. <laughs> that was a sign of it. San Francisco, something loving in the park, and the devotees were in a circle chanting. I was curious what this is very attractive to the walking post. One little lady looked at me and she had tilak on. And uh, as soon as I saw that, all the hairs on my back stood up like a cat seeing a ghost or something. <laughs> I had seen this before, but I didn't know where. And then I just started running for kilometers. Away. Away, yeah, I was freaked out. I was like, my intelligence said, why are you running? What's the problem? I only find out what this is. <laughs> and it was just like a total overload. <laughs> it just one feel like and then from then on, I was just, all I could think about was how to find out who are these people. This is interesting to me because, um, it's uh, your your holiness has this uh, some kind of mystic power where you can you can close your eyes and it's almost like you can read the mind of a devotee. I I, I tested you once in Mayapur and like uh, I was like uh, seventy. Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.